Hello and welcome to the Daily Post with Sachin Hadal and Milan Bandari, where we will talk about all the things worth talking about in the magical world of the NBA. I am your co-host, Milan Bandari. And I'm your co-host, Sachin Hadal. And today we are going to be talking about the recent trade rumors about Chris Paul, Bradley Beal, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. We will be debunking all of the current rumors going around about where they might go to, including talking about where they might want to go to and why. Let's get right into it. Millen, take it away. Okay, for our first subject that we are going to subject to this interesting episode is Chris Paul. So as we know, Chris Paul was involved in a pretty big trade like last year. And so now he's entering free agency. So what is he going to do? Well, a lot of people are saying that he's going to want to move to the Milwaukee Bucks. But I have to disagree with that. And I'll tell you where I think he's going to go as a personal preference. I think he's going to want to team up with Carmelo Anthony in the new, um, in the Knicks. I think he's going to want to go to the Knicks with Carmelo Anthony. And first, there's a reason why. So Carmelo Anthony, if he can go anywhere right now, he wants to go to the Knicks, obviously. And so Carmelo Anthony, he's also a free agent. So if he signs with the Knicks, Chris Paul will also want to go because they're pretty much besties. Sachin, what do you think the Knicks will have to give up to get a player of Chris Paul's caliber? Ah, yes. All right. Well, sadly, I don't think the team-up is going to happen because Carmelo was retiring. He already said this will be his farewell season. He gave that little speech um, in the beginning of the season. So, sadly, Carmelo is going to be retiring and will not play next season, meaning that his career is already over now because Portland's out of the playoffs. Uh, so, sadly, that team-up will not happen. Although Actually, was- such, an, such an in recent events, Carmelo Anthony has actually said – that he want that he's gonna keep on playing. He says yeah, yeah. he says that his eyes are on the prize for a championship. So he wants he's gonna keep on playing, and he said that he is going to play. He's said that he is going to play. All right. Well, then let's see what team signed him. You know, his career has really been revived from his time in Portland. So that's gonna it, be very. It good. really has. Yeah, because now he's turned around his image. You know, it's kind of like how Dwight Howard has turned around his image now. Carmelo is no longer seen as a selfish player who does it only for the money and wants a starting role and does not care about team success. It's no longer, if I score a lot of points, then I don't care what happens. No, his image has completely changed, and so is his career at this point. This is a really, really big turning point because now teams are going to want to hire him. They're going to be like, okay, he's not going to uh, charge the most. He's not going to break the bank, but he's a very solid player, great scorer, and he's going to be an amazing piece for our team. So it's really going to be exciting to see what team he's going to sign with. But uh, Chris Paul, what do they need to get Chris Paul? Well, this is really hard. Um, I feel a package surrounding Julius Randle, uh, RJ Barrett, and Julius Randle. I feel like if you package a bunch of picks to go along with it, I think this trade could actually work. I think it could work, but uh, you would need quite a bit of players. And also, to understand, 
Chris Paul still has a couple of years on his contract, and they are high-paying years. They're pretty much $40 million a year. We're going to round it out and say about $40 million a year. That's a lot. And considering the Knicks at this point, uh, they're rebuilding, still rebuilding for quite a bit of time. Uh, and they're trying to figure out how to make that push to bring glory back to New York. Not the Nets, but the Knicks. Uh, and I think they might be able to do it, but taking on a contract such as that, as of right now, is probably not going to happen. Which, as we're going to get into, since these players all have decently sizable contracts, except for Giannis, who could probably get a lot more money, um, they're probably going to want to wait out whichever team is looking after them, is probably going to want to wait out till the end of their contract and maybe get a sort of sign and trade in that sort of way as to preserve their cap. But yeah, I think Chris Paul to the Knicks could be pretty interesting, but the ongoing rumors is that he will go to the Lakers. Now, that is just not going to work. I'm not saying chemistry issues, maybe. I don't know. I'm saying literally, and from a physical standpoint, it is impossible. Why? Cap. Anthony Davis is getting paid. Did you forget he was a superstar? LeBron James is getting paid. Did you forget he was a superstar? Chris Paul, I'm still going to consider um, a superstar. I'm going to consider him on the brink, just making it into that superstar category. You're, and Chris Paul is making $40 million a year. You're not going to be able to pay even these three players right here, much less all of your, the rest of your team, much less all 15 players that you need. So there's no way they're going to sign Chris Paul. May, once again, maybe after his contract is over, they might be able to negotiate a little deal with Chris Paul and say, hey, you come here, we'll get you that ring you've been looking after for so long. It's highly possible. I mean, LeBron can definitely play for a couple more years and not at a bad level. I'm sure he can still put up a solid 20 maybe and maybe seven or so. So having a premier point guard to go with your amazing duo that has defense, Chris Paul's an amazing defender, very underrated, uh, a six-time steals leader if I'm correct. And then having Anthony Davis and LeBron James, that'll be a deadly combo right there. But I don't see it happening unless they wait out till his contract is over. But yeah, what about the Bradley Beal trade, Millen? People have been talking about him going to the Lakers. I and work out. I completely agree, and I fully endorse the idea of Bradley Beal taking the biggest cop-out option of all time. Yes, bigger than Kevin Durant joining the Warriors, bigger than DeMarcus Cousin attempting to join the Lakers. And I'll tell you why. The Lakers are a championship team Bradley Beal should be an all-NBA second-team player. He should be an all-star, but, um, yeah, it's not the one that we'll go into later. But, um, he recently sold, sold his house in L.A., sorry, in, um, Washington, and purchased a huge house in Los Angeles. So, either that means that he's going to join the Clippers and save them from whatever's going on, or he's going to join the Lakers. And... The, the kind of house that he buys isn't the one that you buy just for fun, like a vacation house. No, that's the house that he's going to be living in. And to be honest, the Lakers, they can acquire Bradley Beal. They have the assets. I mean, all they have to do is trade their young core again. Yeah. Yeah, if they just trade their young core again, they can do it. Sachin, do you think that the Lakers have enough assets to acquire 
a uh, all-star like Bradley Beal? Sort of. Right now, the cap space doesn't work, but yes, in a trade, it definitely would. Uh, one thing to point out is that that is not necessarily the case with the house buying. I think this happens all the time. It's like when Anthony Davis sold his house in L.A. and people were like, oh, my God, what is happening? I'll tell you what happened. It's the fact that he sold it for 500000 more than he bought it. He didn't make any renovations. He just sold it for five hundred k more. And, yeah, he's an NBA player. 500000 isn't much to him. But still, it's there. I mean, why didn't might as well? You don't need a house that big anyways. In similar fashion, when you're an NBA player, you're not worrying about how much money you have. What you're worrying about is, oh, yeah, where am I going to stay? I'm not trying to stay in some kind of rundown hotel or whatever whenever I visit L.A., right? And L.A. is a very popular destination, especially in the U.S., it's a very popular destination, and not only that, but since Bradley Beal's in the NBA, every time he goes to an LA game, he can just have the house right there in the same city, and he can just go in there, uh, you know, and he can stay there for the couple of days that he has to uh, go against LA in that game. So I don't really find the house as that big of a deal, and yes, it's nice, it's big, it's expensive, but when you're an NBA player, once again, money isn't a problem, even the lowest of NBA players are millionaires. The bot, the base salary that must be paid for a year is $897,000. So yeah, it's not, it's not that hard to think about that. So I think Bradley Beal might've just bought that for, you know, the sake of buying it. Maybe also he wanted to stir up controversy. We've seen this before. Uh, but yeah, I do agree that maybe a nice trade would get Bradley Beal to come over. Uh, you know, maybe something like uh, some sort of trade package revolving around Danny Green, who, by the way, I think we harsh on quite a bit over there. Uh, but obviously, you know, that's just a rough patch. He's definitely going to get through it. After all, it was only six games. Like, you can't really judge off of six games. For his career, he's shooting 40% from three. Uh, so don't don't take it wrong from last episode. But yeah, I think Danny Green, a really good shooter and still a really uh, highly regarded shooting guard. And then maybe have a little bit of Kyle Kuzma, maybe uh, about four picks to five picks, I would say. And maybe a couple of other players. I don't know. Uh, and then the Wizards might have to throw in some of their lower players. Uh, that, that might work. That really might work. And then obviously the cap space would work out just fine if this were to happen. So... I see it happening. The only problem is this is the biggest roadblock. Bradley Beal said on a podcast, uh, I plan to stay with the Wizards. You don't see that very often in today's league where the players have all the power and can hold their teams against anything and will constantly be moving teams. I know that a lot of players say this, but I really do want to spend my career in Washington. Yeah, I know. I know KD a lot said of that. people, Paul George said that. Said yeah, we can go on and on. Kawhi said that. Everyone said it, but that's the thing. You really don't know, but this is definitely helping to his argument. And, you know, if he can transform this Wizards team, imagine what it would do for his legacy. Imagine. So there's a high possibility that he's just going to stay in Washington. But, I mean, you never really know. It's really hard. But this last one, Giannis Antetokounmpo, highly 
this is one of the biggest stories. It's been ongoing, one of the biggest stories for months upon months. And we talked about this in our first episode of the podcast, and yet nothing has changed in the seven weeks. Correct? There's only a couple things that have actually changed. Giannis getting destroyed by the heat. That's the only thing that's happened. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That I was just gonna say that Giannis and the Bucks losing in five games in the second round to the Miami Heat that really hurt, that really added a lot of fuel to the fire. You that just transformed it from a bonfire to a raging force fire. Like it that was insane because now it's saying the Bucks are inadequate. Remember when they didn't want to dip into luxury tax, so they let Malcolm Brogdon go? Uh, all, and then all of these are resurfacing now, and people are like, they're not trying to win. They don't care about winning. Giannis is going to leave them. All of this is stemming from that. And to be honest, I don't really blame them. I'm entirely with that. It's, I think it's proof that the Bucks really don't care. They care about keeping Giannis because he's exciting for fans to watch. But at the end of the day, they talk about winning championships. They care about their money. They care about their fans filling up their stadium and making tickets extremely expensive. They don't care about what happens to the team. At the end of the day, that's really the case. There are a few team owners who actually care about their team's success. Uh, and that's just a fact. It's sad, but it's a fact. And they're, they will just want to keep Giannis because he's the guy selling the tickets. But I don't really think that they care even one bit about getting that championship. And they're clearly not as dedicated to winning as Giannis. Yes, that sounds extremely harsh. But you look at it and you see all of the free agents that they passed on. This, the free agency in the previous year was so insane. The Bucks could have won a championship by a landslide. They could have gone 16-0 and with all the extra free agents coming in. But they didn't do anything. Giannis played as great as normal, clinched them that, that first seed in the East, the best team and uh, re- best record in the entire NBA. But they didn't do anything with it. They don't care, and they don't want to surround him with really good players. They have nice role players, but they don't have any other superstars or even stars to surround with Giannis and help him carry this team to a championship. So I don't think they're going to win any championships if they don't find someone fast. And Giannis has already implied that if they don't build a team to fit him and get him a ring, he is going to leave and build another team who cares about winning. And he is going to get a ring over there. Uh, And they've also said, uh, just today, in fact, that if Giannis denies the Supermax extension, the five-year Supermax extension, then they, then they will go and find some other players. Took you long enough. But I don't even know if they're going to keep that word. But, I mean, that's coming straight from the Bucks franchise. They said, we will just hope that he'll sign it after we give him some more players surrounding him. And then hopefully he'll, get, he'll sign that Supermax and we'll have a championship-level team next year. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. And that's why I feel like this next part about him, what teams can he go to? I think that's going to be very interesting. Which teams do you think Giannis has the highest probability of going to, Millen? Well, um, according to NBA history, he's going to go to the Miami Heat. And yes, I might be a biased fan, 
But it's happened before with Kevin Durant having his heartbreaking defeat to um his heartbreaking defeat to the um Golden State Warriors. What did he do immediately after? He signed with the Warriors. LeBron James gets beat by the Heat. He joined him. If you can't beat him, you join him. And so that's why I think that LeBron that that Giannis is going to do what all the other past superstars have done and join the team that just broke their hearts, crushed into a million pieces, and set it aflame. I think that they that he's going to join the Heat, and the Heat have the assets if they want to make a trade. Uh, I hate to interject into this, Melon, but um, the, LeBron didn't lose to the Heat when he moved. He In 2010, he lost to the Celtics in six games. He lost to the Celtics, uh, but oh wait, yeah, he did go to the Heat, and that was definitely because of the Celtics. So you're right in that sense. That was most definitely because of the Celtics. He wanted yeah. to destroy them and show he could form his own super team, but he didn't go to that team. So that does make a pretty big difference. But I'll definitely give you that, uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, but I feel like. And once again, this seems like a bias because I really like the Warriors, but I really feel they can go to the Warriors. Now, hear me out, hear me out here. Before you say that's just completely unreasonable. First off, this is the most likely team that anyone's been talking about. The majority of it's been Giannis to the Warriors, otherwise Giannis to the Heat, otherwise blah, blah, blah. People are even talking about Giannis to the Mavericks, by the way, which I think is extremely interesting. But we'll get into that a bit later. Giannis to the Warriors. Here's why I feel like to the Warriors over the Heat. First off, even if Giannis wants to go to the Heat, this is where it's going to end, right there. Because the Heat are not going to trade anything for this guy. They, we've proven, they've proven that you don't, need a, you don't need a standout superstar on your team. If anything, that would ruin your team. Then you'd lose your team chemistry. Everybody on that team has equal parts and certain jobs, and they carry them out amazingly. When one player, it's kind of like human civilization. When, when we had the food surplus, you could specialize in things. Bam can specialize in his defense and rebounding. Jimmy Butler can specialize in his perimeter defense, his amazing defense to guard pretty much anybody on the court. Uh, what is it? Tyler Harrow, Duncan Robinson, they can rely on shooting. Goran Dragic can rely on scoring. He can specialize in scoring. So everyone has their own roles, and no one thinks they're better than one another. That's why the Spurs were so dominant. No one had an ego on that team. It's the same thing. And adding Giannis to that team where he's like, yeah, I'm the superstar here. You all pass me the ball. I don't care what you do. Pass me the ball. Um, that's going to completely ruin their chemistry. And the Bucks already, uh, the Heat already know that. I even doubt a free agency thing because, once again, that chemistry, they're going to lose it. So I think it's really smart for the Heat to keep what they have because, obviously, these players are evolving. They're getting better at their game. They're learning their way around the NBA, and they're going to be a huge threat. But adding Giannis to this team might just mess that up. But now the Warriors, I feel like, they, they got the cap first off, not too much right now, but as soon as you get rid of Andrew Wiggins's 
insanely large contract, literally disgustingly large contract, then you have so much cap to work with. And then obviously Curry is probably going to get a smaller deal. Uh, he might actually get a larger one, considering how much larger these deals are becoming year by year. Uh, but I don't know for sure. He's obviously a franchise cornerstone. But you're going to most definitely have enough space for Giannis, especially if he's uh, eligible for the Supermax, which he is. So, uh, and then once you have Giannis for a couple of years, then you're going to get bird rights. Everything is going to go good. Curry, Clay, they already have bird rights. Same for Draymond Green. So I think it's going to be a very high possibility right there. And then you can look at the starting lineup, and then you see how that can fit together. Draymond Green perfect definition of a playmaker right there who can also defend um once again that kind of filters into playmaking if you think about it steals and blocks defense equals offense um and then you have Giannis who can slash and no one wants to get in this man's way and let's suppose they want to crowd Giannis you have the two you have the greatest shooting backcourt of all time to make it splash from deep so you're good so this is a spaced out team with a premier playmaker who can also defend. Pretty much everyone on that team can defend. Curry's not the greatest defender, but Klay Thompson is not only known for his threes. He can defend. Draymond can defend. Giannis can defend. <laughs> Come on, Clay can defend. He's known as a 3 and D player. He has good perimeter defense. Draymond Green can definitely defend, and so can Giannis. Giannis won Defensive such Player such of the Year. Such a, such a, such a, such okay, you don't, think, you don't think Clay can defend. Well, not anymore. He can't because Sachin, his offense doesn't rely too much on his knee, but his defense was very much uh, um, based off of his explosiveness and where he got his feet. Now that he not has not necessarily, um, he was to be a, a good defender. Guy, defense actually takes defense is actually harder to play than offense. Agreed. Agreed. Definitely agreed because you have to be a lot more mobile on defense, but. You can't exactly say that. I mean, come on. You, Clay Thompson is not going to return as a good defender. I think not. I think he can. I think he can. I mean, he averages just about a steal for his career, if I'm correct. Uh, first couple of years, not the greatest. But it's always been around the same area. And he's, I mean, come on. He's, he's not even known for that. He's known for his clamps. Like here, if you look at Kawhi Leonard's stats... He's not even averaging two steals a game for his career. He's not known for that. He's known for his clamps, his ability to put the clamps on you. And, I mean, he does it well, and same for Klay Thompson. And, yes, that does require a bit of athleticism, but it's not like Klay Thompson injured his Achilles. It's not like he ruptured his Achilles. Then that would be much different. That would be a lot different because then, you know, your ability to be mobile – your ankles need to work well. You need to have that tendon to work well. But, I mean, if you're having that type of injury, if you're having an ACL tear, I don't really think so. So I think he should be good. But you're, that's going to be an amazing team right there. That's going to be yeah. an amazing team. Can play oh, defense and can play offense. Keep in mind, people, I, if I've repeated this before, I've definitely repeated this before. But the Warriors did not win off of offense. They were known – the only thing that fans want to look at is flashiness like shooting threes. Not even necessarily that, but if you have 
huge blocks. If you're known for huge blocks, then people will acknowledge your defense. If you're known for, like, putting on clamps, no one's going to care. If you can't steal the ball every possession, no one's going to care. That's the thing. And that's annoying, but, yeah, that's to a casual fan, that's all that really matters, you know? And you look at the team. The Warriors were first in defense for multiple years when they won the championships. So they, I, they were always within the top five for defense when they won those championships. And that's what they were really known for. Their defense is what created their offense. And, yeah, you had Durant, who was a good shooter. You had Clay, who was a good shooter. You had Stephen Curry, who was the greatest shooter ever. But you also had amazing defense on that team. And that's what really won them those championships. You know the saying, defense wins championships? They're not lying. So that's really what happened at the end of the day. And now they're going to revive that defense with Giannis, the reigning defensive player of the year, who will most probably win it the next season itself. So I think the Warriors is a high option. The last thing is legacy. If Giannis can build a 15-win team into a championship... Oh, my gosh. Here we go again. Here we go again. Do you know what that's going to do for him? They're not a 15-win season. It's a 15-win team. And I'll tell you why they're not. Lockout, yeah. No, no. Because yes, but there's that. But then also, um, literally, yeah, there are 15 win season. But even without, even if you take away Clay Thompson, if you take away Kevin Durant, next year they're still a 50 win team. Even without Clay, even without any other assets, I completely agree. Stephen Curry can carry them to 82 and 0. All right, conversation over. Nope. But um, but you see, he's. When he joins, if not not when, if he joins, he's not actually joining a 15-win team. He's actually joining a top team in the NBA. I would disagree on that because when you don't have anyone surrounding Curry and Clay and Draymond, what can you really do? I mean, come on. Are we really going to compare this year's Warriors squad, once again, minus – Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green to 2015 or 2016 minus Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson. No, we can't. You, you're comparing Eric Paschal and Jordan Poole to Sean Livingston, Andre Iguodala, and Harrison Barnes. That's not going to happen. I'm, I, we won championships without Kevin Durant, so I'm not going to complain about Kevin Durant being gone. If they don't win the championship and everyone's healthy and fine and playing out of their minds – then I'm not going to say it's because Durant's gone. Because I know that's not the reason. They should have won back-to-back championships without him. And they went 73-9. and And the year prior, won, went 67-15. and They're a perfectly fine team without Kevin Durant. But what I am saying is that when you lose those role players, role players can help you to win the championships. If you have superstars, if you have five superstars on team and absolutely no one else on that team, they're not going to win a championship. If you have a team of maybe one or two superstars, nothing more than that, and a bunch of great role players, you're guaranteed rings as long as they're good. So, I mean, that's really not debatable. They had amazing role players and they lost all of that. Either retirements, either injuries, trades, I don't care. Whatever it is, they're gone. And they're not coming back. So that's why the Warriors 
are not going to be the best team in the league, even if Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson weren't injured. But when you mm-hmm. add Giannis back to this team, they become deadly and championship contenders automatically. Automatically. Yes. Yes. Sachin and, I, Sachin and I, we have a very important announcement to tell you guys. So recently, Helen, what is it? Well, recently, our podcast has reached 150 listens. So that's pretty big. But to celebrate that, we are on, officially, we are on Apple Podcasts. Yay! And so all you have to do is open up Apple Podcasts, type into the search bar, the Daily Post Podcast, and our podcast will pop up so you can listen to it and you can get notifications whenever we drop a new episode. Thank you so much for listening. Sachin, do you have anything else to add? No, that about sums it up. And you might see us on some other platforms very soon. We have really enjoyed you guys' ongoing and persistent support. It rings the most to us. We're happy to crank out new episodes every Sunday and Wednesday for you guys to enjoy. This has been The Daily Post. Thank you for listening.